Riverdale, Season 3, Episode 8, Chapter 43, Outbreak. On the road and running out of places to stay, Jughead and Archie head to Toledo to visit Jughead's mother, Gladys, and sister, Jellybean. Oh my. Like, a lot happened. Uh Uh-huh. A lot of information was given, which is also awesome. I love it when they're able to do those two things. And we set up a lot for the next half of the season. So, like, this was a really good one to go out on before the hiatus. Do you trust them to actually take that on, though? No. But, again, I will say, they're working from a very solid piece of inspiration. Yeah. And I think that's serving them well. So, hopefully, how they handle the back 14 episodes or whatever it is, uh, they they stick, they keep it tight. So, I mean, I guess it's time for you to recap the recap. Archie's running away. Hiram tracked him down. Jug is taking Archie to his mom. Betty's at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. The prison makes fizzle rocks. Hiram and the Blossoms are working with the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, and Betty got drugged. Yeah, pretty much. So we start with some Jughead narration about how everything is, you know, everything's going like the way it's supposed to be. You know, the Vixens are preparing for the annual pep rally, so we see the Vixens walking down the hall, and then, you know, the couples had their stolen moments in quiet classrooms, so it looks like... Kevin drags Moose into a classroom and they start making out super hot. Moose is like, you want to take another hit? And he's got fizzle rocks. And Kevin is just like, less talking, more kissing. Though they're inebriated. Yeah. They're high. They've been taking fizzle rocks. So they're enjoying themselves a little bit too much. Oh, I I like Moose and Kevin kissing. It's hot. (laughs) But in Riverdale, there's no such thing as normal. Cheryl Blossom was about to discover And a bunch of the cheerleaders start having a massive seizure in the middle of the hallway. We cut directly to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, and we get some Ethel voiceover. Your group is stricken, infected with poison, compromised. And we see, you know, all the girls at Sisters of Quiet Mercy are getting their candy, including Betty. But then we cut directly to her throwing up in the bathroom. So she is purging herself of the drugs. So smart girl. And then we come across a junkyard, the Jones's yard. Jughead's like, well, this is definitely the place. Some guy's like, are you guys lost? You're here to pick up some merch. And Jack is like, we're family. I'm looking for Gladys Jones. And he shows his serpent tattoo. And we get Jughead. Jellybean. Thought I smelled something rotten. You heard him. Open the damn gate. <laughs> I love how fierce Jellybean is just from the second we meet her. Like, there's just no bullshit with her. She is the coolest 12-year-old ever. Yeah, just she... like Jughead told us she would be. Yeah. She, yeah, because she would be 12 by now. Love it. Ugh, then we get this really disgusting scene. We go to Thistlewood, and Cheryl is tending to Tony in her four-poster bed. <laughs> Mon petit amour, you're officially on bed rest. I brewed you a pot of vintage Narcissus tea, and our family physician, Dr. Caligari, is on call should you feel another spell coming on. Boo. But, oh, TT. No! This fever could, uh, it's so fucking bad. And then she asks her to move in with her. And I'm cuckoo bananas for you. What the fuck is that? Cuckoo bananas? What? No. <sighs> though, though I do like Tony's response, so long as I'm the big spoon. <laughs> that was cute and sexy. I'm okay with that. Everything else is garbage and stupid. The actual scene and the setting itself is nice. It's fine. It's very Cheryl Blossom. Exactly. That's fine. I'm fine with the romance aspect of it. It's just so overwrought and stupid. Cheryl's better than this. Yeah. Veronica's passed out in her room. We're hearing muffled arguing between Hermione and Hiram 
Uh, Hermione's, you know, yelling that she believed him. Hiram is trying to assure her that things are under control. And this is just a miscalculation. And out of strife comes opportunity. And now the timing is perfect. Veronica comes out and is like, what the fuck is up? And they're just like, oh, you had a seizure. It's all the stress you've been under since getting dropped by Archie, running two businesses. (laughs) Uh, We're sending you to New York. And Veronica's like, uh, no, I'm not. This is bullshit. Uh, y'all are gangsters. Like, you don't have any, like, tell me why you're doing this. No answers. Fascinating. And she walks off. And you can see on Hermione's face that she's nervous. She's getting a little concerned about things. Okay, we head over to Pops. And Veronica's talking to Reggie. And she's like, you know, they're they're up to something. They're trying to banish me to New York, which is kind of new. And then we see the RROTC come in and they're all high and goofy. They are fucked up out of their mind. And Veronica's like, is Jingle Jangle a thing again? I don't get it. So last year. And Reggie says, you know, I, it's not Jingle Jangle. Your dad's pulled it off the market and replacing it with a new candy, Fizzle Rocks. And it's being dealt by a new gang, the Gargoyles. And Veronica's like, yeah, no doubt it's tied to that forsaken G&G game everyone's playing. Reggie, I need you to do some sussing for me and find out what you can about these fizzle rocks. I'm going to mess up my parents' plans. <sighs> I like hardworking waitress hair down V. I like detective V. A little bit of that too. And I love her with Reggie. Yes. I, I like it. It's good. And we go back to the junkyard and... Jughead sees his mom. And this is very sweet. She's like, you feel like a bag of tire irons. Are you eating? You're not a vegetarian now, are you? You wound me, mother. (laughs) And then she looks at Archie. I recognize that rooster top. Oh, gosh, you sure grew up. That is the best redhead joke I've heard this whole series. That (laughs) rooster top is so cute. And then she goes into... So you two finally got together. I always knew there was something going on between you. (laughs) I love the fan service with that one. Like, it could be annoying to some people, but I I like it. It's cute. And both the guys are just like, we're not together. It's just a bromance. It's like Uh a bromance. And she's just like, sure. Why don't you tell me you were coming? And Jughead says that, you know, last time I called, you told me I couldn't come. And we cut to Jellybean's face. And she's just like, what? This is new information to me. And then, you know, Gladys goes on about, you know, I'm a legit businesswoman. I got my GED. And then one of her dudes comes up is like, hey, we tailpipe came with each one of them. Uh, not right now, lug night. And it's stolen stereo pieces. Duh. <laughs> so she tells him we're we're going to feast tonight. And all the other dudes, they're like, yeah, great. Whatever. We go back to Sisters of Quiet Mercy and Alice is visiting Betty. Betty, you look terrible. Thank you, Mom. Did you just come here to tell me that? <laughs> she comes to tell her about the emergency board meeting. She's going to go there. There's a mass seizure at school. She tells her what's going on with Veronica and says, you're safe here with the sisters. Sure. Sure I am, Mom. Now we go to Betty with group. Oh, and she's God. being very coquettish. She goes, we have a very special relationship. He tells me secrets and gives me personal quests. And I know people are scared of him because he's all powerful. But he's honestly super funny. (laughs) Ethel hears this and is like, who's super funny? She's very interrogating. And Betty says, you know, I'm his favorite. And Ethel's like, that's not possible. You're not worthy. You're just making this up to make fun of me. And Betty baits her into being like, all right, let's go talk to the Gargoyle King together. Fine. So they go and Betty locks Ethel into the chamber. And she's just like, the candy the sisters have been giving us, it's a drug and it's making you see things. 
And once the drug wears off in a few hours, you'll see. You'll see the truth. And Ethel's just screaming, stop it. You're lying. Stop it. And we just see Betty kind of go, (gasps) (laughs) Riverdale. Ethel's the closest thing that she could have to creating an ally. But she's got to dry her out. So we cut back from our commercial. And Betty comes back in. And she's like, are you okay? And Ethel is just beside herself. Like, I don't understand. I saw him. You know, this can't be. And Betty just lays out everything that she's figured out. You know, you've got Fizzle Rocks. Gargoyle King is just, you know, the sisters are doing this. And they're working with Hiram Lodge. And Ethel's just like, you know, I I know, but I saw the Gargoyle King. Or, you know, he visited me. And Betty's like, I saw him too. So someone dressed up as him. But, like, this is ridiculous. So I need your help. Because Sister Woodhouse knows more about G&G than she's letting on. And this game is killing people and we need to think about Dilton and Ben. And Ethel just kind of is resigned to it. And she's clearly upset. She's like, okay, but how are we going to escape? And Betty just says, first things first, Sister Woodhouse. Betty Drew has a plan. Now we go to Riverdale High. Weatherby's, you know, telling everybody that they're canceling everything and they're shutting down the lounges and everything you know to to quarantine the students basically no not the doghouse not the doghouse boo (laughs) (laughs) veronica finds cheryl is like um yo student body president what's up well though my powers as dauphine of riverdale high aren't absolute yet i'm cc'd on all the school board emails and they're having a meeting tonight and i think it's about Shutting down the school and your parents are leading the charge. Vergana's like, oh, of course they are. And then hazmat suit dudes come in and they're like, she, she's one of the infected. And <laughs> Cheryl's like, run, Veronica, run. <laughs> so fucking stupid. But it does bring up a question about what the hell's going on with Weatherby. <sighs> I think he's kind of just a dupe. I think he's on the Fizzle Rocks. I don't think he's on the Fizzle Rocks, but I think he's more of a dupe than anything else. Hmm. We go to the speakeasy and Veronica is complaining to Reggie and Reggie's just like, I got some sus for you. And I just, I wrote, fuck yes, you do. <laughs> that was my direct response to that. And he's like, according to my sources, the Fizzle Rock distributors, aka the Gargoyles, are giving their product out to people for free. And Veronica, I've seen enough episodes of the Narcos to know this scheme. Okay, stop with the fucking overpronunciation of things. Just say Narcos. It's fucking obnoxious. It's just it's the exact same thing when she does the French. It's obnoxious and unnecessary. And it pulls everybody out of whatever it is you're saying. Because now I'm like, did you say Narcos? Because that's, well, that's how everyone says it. It just it just pulls you out of whatever's happening, and then I focus on that instead of what's actually coming. Eh, whatever. I, Ugh. I've given up on caring about that, because they're going to do it. It fucking pisses me off. So they figure, okay, they're making Fizzle Rocks. They're getting everybody hooked, so they'll be customers for life. And she calls Cheryl. She's like, hey, what time is the school board meeting and where? We go to the principal's office. At least that's what it looks like. And, you know, Penelope is saying, you know, no child should step foot through these doors until we've figured out what's going on this toxic petri dish of contagion. Fuck off, Penelope. Yeah, so the parents are there. It's just Alice, Penelope, two parents that we've never seen before and we don't know, and then the lodges. Alice is the only voice of reason, which is weird. She's like, what are we doing? Like, what, can we stay on topic about Riverdale High? And Hiram is like, to Mrs. Blossom's point, my wife and I are in full agreement, and the parents are. I mean, five more kids experienced seizures just this afternoon. And then Hermione is like, which is why, as mayor, I'm signing an executive order shutting down Riverdale High, at least until it's deemed safe. 
And Bustin, Cheryl, and Veronica, stop it right there. The CDC has not set foot in Riverdale High. Fact. <laughs> and now my parents are bullying all of you into closing it, which sounds exactly what you did to Southside High, which you're using as a drug factory. And and Alice goes, wait, I thought Southside High was being developed into a prison. And they go into blah, 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 blah. Hiram has answers for everyone. He does. Her, he has this great points. little thing. He's like, okay, Mia Moore, there's a reason for this meeting, right? To air out concerns. We call the CDC. They wouldn't send anyone to investigate such a low priority crisis, which is true. Yeah. Like that's, that's that place. They think it's all psychological. So we took some initiative. The men you saw in hazmat gear were all hired from a private firm to run exhaustive tests. And Southside High is becoming a prison, not a drug factory. If you'd like the names of the guards we've recently hired, I'd be happy to provide a list. Have I left anything out? And then Veronica's just desperately throwing accusations at the wall. Yeah, about you producing fizzle rocks and giving it away to all the teenagers. I suppose I'm also the gargoyle king, as Jughead Jones accused me of being. And Alice is just ping-ponging back and forth between them. And now Penelope is like, oh, poor deluded girl. Blah, 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 blah. Where did all the cheerleaders get taken? Blah, 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 blah. Like, they're all yelling back and forth. And then Penelope makes eyes at Hermione. And Hermione gives just this very subtle, like, nod. And Penelope fakes a seizure. (laughs) We cut over to the junkyard. And everyone's, you know, sitting by a fire, you know, eating and talking. And Glass asking questions. Like, what's going on with Hiram? Like, why is he going after Archie? And they explain about the daughter and, oh, so you're not dating? And Jellybean is like, as in no longer dating? As in single? It's adorable. Jellybean crushing on Archie. Jughead tries to go, relax, Jellybean. It's JB now, Kid Kerouac. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. She's perfect. She could not be better. You know, have you talked to your dad, Archie? No, because he's going to drag me back to Riverdale and that's not where I need to be. He's not wrong. So Gladys excuses Archie and tells him to go. And so Gladys starts talking more directly to Jughead. He's like, what? What is this? Jughead lays it out about the game. It's bigger. It's connected. blah 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 And he's clearly being dumb. And his mom unknows that's what's happening. Like here. she's watching being like, you're you're just too focused on this thing. She asks about the scar on his arm. He tells her about Penny. That wench. She always had beef about your father and I. I told you something's up between Penny and FP. Uh-huh. That's totally coming back. Just it has to, and I'm going to love it. I never wanted this for you, kid. And Jughead is just like, don't act all high and mighty. I saw the kid with the stereos. You claim to have left Riverdale to get away from serpent life, but here you are. Chopping up cars and lifting their parts. God knows what else. And he's not wrong. But Gladys comes in and is like, hey, so what? So if we cup jack a couple stereos, you know, steal some hubcaps, I'm feeding and taking care of all these kids who have nowhere to go. You know, what am I supposed to do? Just leave them high and dry? And Jughead looks at her and just says, that's what you do to me, isn't it? Damn, Jughead. He's not wrong. No, he's not. Like, he has every right to be pissed and, like, frustrated with his mom. And she has nothing else to say. She is so devastated by that one. Well, she has no argument to it because he's right. Like, that kid Lugnut looks so much like him. I know. And those kids are clearly surrogates for Jughead. Of course they are. And like, great, you're taking care of them, but you don't even talk to your son. I'm sure there are reasons. Yeah, which we'll get to in the latter half of the season, I hope. But yeah. I I totally understand the hurt feelings. So Archie walks alone in the yard. 
And he gets jumped by Penny Peabody. What? Who would have seen that coming? Surprised to see me, Red. There's a bounty on your hip. Interesting choice of words. <laughs> and you left more breadcrumbs coming here than a chubby kid in a fairy tale. Keep quiet and I'll give you the luxury of an open casket. Not if I put you one in there first. Drop the butter knife, bitch. It's Jelly Bean <laughs> with a slingshot. It's so... Great. Like, yeah, last episode, Jug is like, you can't even, like, walk down the street without getting jumped. It's true. He can't. JB has to come to his rescue. And Penny Peabody's just trying to laugh her off, and then JB nails her right between the eyes. Yeah. So then we cut directly to Penny's, like, tied to a chair, and Gladys is talking to her. I'm not shocked that a bottom feeder like you is working for Hiram Lodge. You always had unfixed allegiances. That's rich coming from Gladys Jones. So that's another part of the story. Mm-hmm. I suspect, we don't know why FP was put in jail. I suspect Gladys is the reason he got caught and sent to jail. Well, based on the next couple of lines, yeah, well, he must have something good on you, Penny Slot. I love her calling her Penny Slot. That's such a like whore dig. Uh-huh. It's the best. <laughs> well, it's... at least I'm not a snitch. And that... Yeah, I'm no snitch. I mean, that's just a very classic gang thing. And I don't think that's directly calling Gladys out. But it's that, like, there's no doubt in my mind Gladys is part of the reason why FP was in prison. No, I think it's directly calling Gladys out. And I think you're right there that it it has something to do with that. It's one of those comments that's so common in gang language that you if you don't look at it too directly it it just goes over your head. Oh no, I think I think that's that that's the worst kind of betrayal of this type of group. Mm. No 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 no. She directly has called Gladys a snitch here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's something there. I don't see that. Penny just says that, you know, Hiram won't stop. It's, you know, red that we we got to get him. And Penny's just like, "Look, I also saw what you did to Jughead." Uh, you carved him up like Sunday roast. Penny's like, that's between me and him. Yeah, well, I'm his mama, and now it's between you and me. I like that. It's pretty cute. And uh, that's a knife. Yeah, so she uh, she shoes the guys away, and is like, she's like, we're going to talk about this. Me and Penny are going to have some girl talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we head over to the Pembroke study, and Hiram is there to congratulate Veronica on being right about almost all of it. I mean, it's so much bigger than you're giving me credit for this plan. What's coming next? It's practically biblical. Years in the making. And Veronica's like, so what do you really want, Daddy? And he says, "Uh, whatever king wants, a kingdom, a legacy. You know, once things are in place, I'm hoping you'll join me. Take a seat at my right hand and help me oversee the new order. And Veronica says, I'm like, you're deluded and you're not untouchable. And people are going to figure out what you're doing. And Hiram says, yeah, I'm not too concerned about that. So, you know, it's been a while since I've seen you in pearls. Maybe you'll start wearing them again. I'm so fucking right. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I am a genius and I am amazing. Uh, Thank you to me. And we go back to the Joneses' yard. What happened with Penny? Just give me a second, Jug. Let me think. I need to think. We know she was tracking Archie for Hiram. Was it a quest? And Gladys is just really frustrated. And she goes... You are so caught up in this damn game that you can't see three feet in front of your head. Archie's a distraction. Riverdale's the prize. And he took you off the board. Because now that you're gone, he's going to make his play. And suddenly it all clicks for Jughead. Jughead, he's just like, it's not about ascending to the kingdom. It's about claiming the kingdom. Yep. 
And if Hiram is the Gargoyle King, then he is responsible for reintroducing G&G to Riverdale and the deaths of those kids. Is Archie even safe here? Like Jughead immediately goes into teenage, I'm scared, mom. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, of course he is, which is an obvious lie. (laughs) Obvious, obvious lie. Uh, We head to Pops and Veronica gets a phone call and it's Betty. And she's, oh my God, girl, where have you been? It's a long story, but I'm Sisters of Quiet Mercy. What? I thought you were at the farm. There's not a lot of time. You just need to listen to me carefully. I, I like that Betty's just like, we'll get to it. Like, it's just not happening right it's now. It's a whole fucking thing. It's a thing. Let's just go with it. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. We go down to the speakeasy and Cheryl shows up and Veronica lays it out. What? That place is the hellmouth of Riverdale. We have to break her out of there. And Veronica says, look, Betty's working on that, but you and I have a different mission. And she explains the whole thing about your Uncle Claudius and the Fizzle Rocks, Sisters Quiet Mercy, the Maple Trucks, blah, blah, blah. Veronica says, oh, Shades of the Legion of Doom. Yes. Yes. So we called them previously. <laughs> so they just decide, okay, we have to go talk to your mom and figure out what, what she knows what's going on. And- My Gorgon-like mother. Which is a lovely callback to season one when her- Penelope said that about Alice. It was great. I like those little little nuggets. They're making me happy. So we go to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy and Ethel goes up to one of the sisters and is like, hi, sister. Sorry, I was wondering if I could get some. And Sister Woodhouse is watching all of this and she gets distracted. Betty comes up to her and she's got this spike to her throat. I think it's a letter opener. No, it looks like a branch that they filed down. Oh, okay. He goes, I'm sorry, you're coming with me. It's time we pay a little visit to your king. I love this. It's so, reminds, it's very, feels very Buffy to me. <laughs> and I like that. There should and, be... and Ethel's just like, no, 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 look over here. Look over here. Yeah, Nothing to see. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> we go to back to the Joneses yard and Gladys is pulling Jughead away from Archie. She's like, I didn't want to talk in front of Archie and the others, but it turns out Peabody had a lot to say. The bounty on Archie is not just on him. It's on anyone who helps him, which means there's a target on you, his dad, any of his friends. Everyone's at risk, which is why you got to cut him loose. And we get a little tiny cut to see Archie is in the doorway. Archie's on the doorway. And as Jughead sang, he's like, I'm not going to ditch ditch Archie, mom. He's my best friend. And Archie comes in. He's like, your mom's right, Jug. You got me this far. That's more than anyone would have done. Hiram almost killed us back at the farm. Penny tracked us here. Like, I've put you all in danger, and I can't keep doing that. So the next place I go, I got to go alone. I put Jelly Bean in danger. And so Glass is like, all right, so that's decided. Arch will get you a ride to the border. I know a guy who can help. Jughead, you stay here as long as you want. And Jughead says, no, I think I need to go home. Hiram Lodge needs to get taken down. It's only going to happen from the inside. And you can see Gladys both understand and be like, she's sad because her son's leaving and he just got there but at the same time it's just like you got shit to do because you fucked up i know it's fair like it's it's all this complicated feelings it's that it's like it's total mob queen slash also mom being like but yeah but son my baby my baby serpent boy i miss you so much we go back to sisters of quiet mercy and sister woodhouse is tied to a chair inside the gargoyle chamber you sinful girls i will strap you to your beds and electric shock the sin out of you (laughs) favorite thing i've seen real darkness that's why you couldn't break me i know this game you're running i saw you with hiram lodge oh love you betty so blah 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 basically the most disturbed patients created the gargoyle king like they created the game and it's been used to focus them 
you know, it makes them complacent. And Betty's like, if it's true, then how did it get out to the world? Did you give it to Hiram? Apparently it was never meant to leave the walls because it's too powerful and it's a game of madness and madness you helped nurture and now people are dead and you're going to pay for what they've done. You're going to tell the authorities what you've told us. No, she's not because she going to die. Probably. Sister Woodhouse like, I only answered one authority, Betty. Come on, Ethel. We have her keys. We're leaving and we're taking your children with us. They won't want to leave. Yeah, we'll see about that. And so... They leave and they start, they lock the door and Sister Woodhouse starts yelling, help, I'm in the basement. Yeah. Like that's going to convince anyone. So now we go back to one of the Blossom places and this is so gross. <laughs> in in maybe the best, most like Cheryl it, Blossom it way. It totally makes sense, but it's just what, ugh, it's just the lip lick. It's so nasty. <laughs> and like, that's the point. I know, but still it's gross. They're trying to drown Penelope in syrup, and they're just like, okay, what's going on? Basically, he's turning it into Vice City so that they can do whatever they want. They can do their various enterprises unmolested, which is the wrong word choice. That was just bad. No, it was the correct word choice. It's just grody. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, so you're going to tell us everything, or so help me God, I will drown you in this cheap crap. And I'll open the door, the garden doors and let the ants in, which actually kind of freaks Penelope out. Uh-huh. Because she knows Cheryl will fucking do yeah. it. Yeah. Well, she she's the one who closed her air. Her air vibe. It's like, if you breathe, it's because I let you breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was amazing. And Penelope Speak just or like, it gets the syrup again. All right. I'll tell you. We go to Sister's Quiet Mercy and Betty and Ethel are trying to tell all the girls we can go, wait, what do you mean you don't want to skate? <laughs> So they're like, we feel we feel safe. And so they're like, we want to stay here and blah, blah. So Ethel and Betty kind of walk away and they're like, okay, we can't just leave them behind. Not to mention all those kids in the gay conversion wing where Cheryl was. There's something we've got to do. And Betty Drew figures it out. Well, it her and Ethel figure this out. That's so true. They, they're like, okay, the game is how they cope with terror. So let's convince them to escape by turning it into a quest. And Ethel's eyes just light up. She says, the Gargoyle King inspires fear. So let's give them hope. Betty says, let's give them the opposite of the Gargoyle King, which is the Griffin Queen. Super lame, but super cute. So, Oh, I love it. I love everything about this. I'm, I'm cool with it. Like, I, It's very eye-rolly, but I'm okay with it. It could be eye-rolly, but the fact that we've got Ethel and Betty teaming up together to make this happen, mm-hmm. I, I just fell in love with it all together. We go to the Jones yard and Gladys like, all right, I packed you guys some lunches for the road. They hear a knocking on the door. Hey, Jug, do you mind getting that? It's probably Archie's ride. They open the door and it's Fred. Fuck, I'm going to cry. Oh, Fred fucking Andrews. It's like, Dad, I missed you so much. Me too, son. Fred looks at Gladys and Gladys just nods at him because it's just like, fuck you people. I hate it. I know a guy. I know a guy. Of course you do. It's Fred. He finally made it. Jug's getting his bag. He'll be outside in a minute. And we go outside and FP's standing out there too. Because of course, because it's the hot dads of Riverdale squad. Mm, FP Jones. Uh, FP Jones. And then Jellybean, he's like, hey, Jellybean. Jellybelly. Hey, Jellybelly, you've gotten so big. Can I get a hug? Can I get a dad? And she just walks away. <laughs> she's like, when she sees him, she's first so happy to see him. But then you can just, she just turns into angry and sad. And he's like, hey, JB, come on. And Gladys is like, she's like Jellybean. She's like, let her be. She misses you. She'd just rather fight than admit it. And he goes, yeah, like mother, like daughter. And it's like, fuck, yes, she is. <laughs> and Jughead comes out and he goes, dad, I, I see mom called you. And FP says, I thought you might be missing this. And he hands him his crown helmet. And his jacket. Oh, and his jacket. His serpent jacket. I heard Penny was here causing trouble. 
Glass like, no problem at all. I don't think we have to worry about Penny anymore. Penny's not dead, but she's scared the living shit out of Penny. Penny's not dead. That's too easy. Who knows, man? Also, horror movie rules. We don't see him dead. They're not dead. True. Jug, why don't you, uh, you go help with the bikes for a minute? Mm-hmm. And FP says, you know, thanks for the call. I'll make sure he gets home safe. And then she hugs, uh, Gladys hugs FP. She hugs him really good. And then she gives him a kiss on the cheek. And, and FP, like, you can see all their history. And FP is conflicted about this. Because it's like, oh, this is my wife. This is the mother of my children. And, like, you could, like, ugh, they did such a good job. Because in all that very short amount of time, you can see all of the tension between them. I seriously think the best way to play it off is what you suggested. That she's the one who sent she's him to jail. She's the reason he's in jail. And he because jail. of that, that's the reason there's, why he hasn't gone back there. Well, there's so much pain. Like, he wasn't officially trying to, like, fix things with his mom, with, with Gladys. And I'm fine with all of that. It's just we need to get that story. We will. And also, I'm like, sure. he's going to have to admit that he's been sleeping with Alice because I need a Gladys Alice showdown. Oh, it So happen. fucking bad. Ugh. Head over to Pops, and the cadet, Kevin and all the ROTC cadets are there, and Grant's like, okay, this meal's in the house, but you brutes are helping us out. We need backup right now. I'm like, what's going on? Cheryl comes in, jumps up on the table with her glittery boots, says, on your feet, children, boys, we're going to war. Wake the fuck up. <laughs> Cheryl is just too much in that scene. We're going to war. All right. Go over to Sisters of Quiet Mercy. And Ethel is GMing. Paladins and Hellcasters, healers and Deadeyes, your game master has a new adventure for you. Your goal is to escape the Gargoyle King's fortress. And you know, everyone's like, we can't! Blah, blah, blah. It's like, we'll be punished. But there is hope. A queen to lead you into the light. Hark, there she be. The doors bust open, and here comes Betty, dressed as a griffin queen. She's got feathers. She's got this crown of sticks and twigs and it's i'm sorry i love it no it's it's cute it's i fine. love it so much uh, she tells him the king is dead you are free and she throws the gargoyle head on the floor hell yeah the king is motherfucking dead i was like but we can't wake the king demon soldiers so we have the enchanted keys meet me at the doors of freedom everyone starts filing out and betty and ethel are smiling at each other when they get outside it's very cute bethel bethel now we cut to we're at a rest stop and archie is putting uh, it looks like shoe polish in his hair. So now KJ Appa, who has, so who has dark brown dumb. hair that is bleached and dyed into oblivion to get his rooster top, now has to temporarily dye his hair brown on top of the red <laughs> for this. For his natural fucking um, hair color. In in our drive through episode, I mentioned that I read an article with RAS where they asked him about that this whole thing. And apparently when KJ Appa read the script, he was like, do I have to keep dyeing my hair? And R.S. was like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Just like, this is part of the deal. So stupid. No, it makes total It's just an obnoxious thing. But it makes sense I because. I know, I know. What I is know. Archie's most distinguished feature? His bright red hair. Yep. Gotta get rid of it. That's just, that's just, that's just on the run 101. Second, his super ripped abs and pecs. Well, that can be covered. Like, and also, <laughs> don't work out for a while. You'll get chunky. <laughs> I would love to see Fat KJ on the show, just as a joke. <laughs> Archie's really let himself go. <laughs> I would love that. That would be amazing. <laughs> I would enjoy that a lot. That'd be pretty fun. You know, Fred is you know helping Archie kind of be packed up. It's like you know we could find we could do this together. Find a cabin. I could teach you carpentry like my old man did, and living off the land, hunting and fishing. And Archie's like, that'd be great, but you know we can't do that. And 
Fred's like, I can't change your mind. Uh-huh. And Archie's like, no, but you can give me your blessing. Uh-huh. And then Fred goes, I was your age when your father passed away and I never got to say goodbye. And Archie just cuts and is like, this isn't goodbye, dad. And You're damn and right goes, it's not damn goodbye. right it's not. And I'm like, fuck this show. Fuck the show. See you soon. And then the worst thing ever. He opens the car door and lets Vegas out because Vegas is going to go with Archie. I fucking hate this show. At God first, damn it, was, it, Vegas. Because at first, Archie just hugs him and is like, oh, I'll see you, Vegas. And then Fred's just kind of looking at him like, no. nah, dude. You're taking Vegas with you. Uh, you need Vegas. Uh-huh. Ah, I hate the show. You need a companion. Mm-hmm. Fred, you magnificent, magnificent <sighs> man. Fuck you, Luke Perry. <sighs> and fuck you, Luke Perry. Uh, <laughs> 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 so now we cut to the mayor's office and Hermione is drinking a drink. And she's very sullen. She's very, like, you can tell that she's either has cried or she's trying very hard not to cry. She's not happy about the situation. She's not good. And bust in the ROTC, Cheryl, and Veronica, stop, mom. You heard the woman halt. (laughs) What is this? It's a coup de moi. You can't just walk in here and depose me. I'm an elected official. Besides, you're too late. The order went out 10 minutes ago. I was about to call and tell you. And then everyone's phones start, you know, chiming. And then we hear sirens wearing. It's starting. We cut over to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Betty, what are we going to do with these kids? They have nowhere to go. And Betty says, we'll help the methyl, all of them. And Alice drives up. She's like, Betty, why are you wearing the outfit? What's going on? What's going on here? <laughs> and Betty's like, what are you doing here? And Alice explains that uh, all hell is breaking loose. I came to get you out of the Sisters. And well. You're just in time, Mom, Because, but it's not just going to be me. All those kids are going to the farm. Alice is going to take every one of those kids to the farm. Oh, yeah. But that does help with, we did have one theory that the farm was like the offshoot of Sisters of Quiet Mercy, and that's like the safe haven for people who are recovering from this G&G crap. So this yeah. could work. This could play out that. So that's cool. So we're going to the farm for sure. Hopefully the farm winds up being... Something different than just a plain cult. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something better and positive. Who knows? Yeah. And then we get some jug hair narration when we see everyone in the town is kind of like listening to the news that, you know, the town is being quarantined and, you know, Cheryl and, and Tony are like cuddling in bed because they're scared. And uh, and just like that, in a few frantic moments, the town we'd known all our lives was once again changed. But this time, irrevocably, it was time for us to brace for a terrible impact. And while Archie Andrews headed away from the doomed town of Riverdale, we raced towards it. For that night was the fruition of a game that had been played for and played across the years. And we see Jughead and FP are, you know, going as fast as they can on their motorcycles. They get to a barricade and they're like, what the hell is this? And we get a bunch of police officers like, town's under quarantine, governor's orders, no one in or out, turn around and go. I'm like, no, we live here. Not anymore. Go. Turn around now. And so they're kind of freaked out. And then we cut to Hiram and his study. And he's on the phone. And we figured out that's Governor Dooley on the phone. It's just like, well, Hiram, you got what you wanted. The town's quarantined. I'll do what I can to keep the outside world at bay. And Hiram says, Riverdale, thanks you, Governor Dooley. You did the right thing. I pray that's true. And may God have mercy on our souls. Not God. Governor. The King. And Hiram toasts the Gargoyle King. What the fuck? Riverdale. Okay, so I love that now we have official, like, official proof that Hiram is not the Gargoyle King. 
And fun point that I, I missed the first time. The portrait of Veronica has been replaced with a portrait of Hiram. <laughs> which is creepy. <laughs> yes. What the fuck? I'm so excited. So excited. Oh, Lord. Yes. Where are they going? Who knows? Who knows? And that's one of the best things that they've done. I think we've made enough predictions about what's happening next that I I don't even care. No, 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 no. Like I said, we've talked about it before. The fact is they have so many different possibilities. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it amazing. Mm -hmm. So, who knows? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And I just can't hurt it. All right. Well, that's going to be it for a while from us. Yep. Uh, Riverdale comes back January 16th. Um, so we'll have a doghouse episode on the 18th. We'll have, so we'll have a doghouse drive through episode on the 18th. Beep, beep. Um, and, but that's Patreon only. Uh, we will be a little late with that episode fo- coming out the following week because we will be in Seattle that weekend for PodCon 2. What? what? So if you are going to be in the Seattle area and you're interested in meeting other podcasters, learn about podcasting, we will be there. We would love to meet you. Um, you get to meet a bunch of our other friends from a bajillion other podcasts. It's going to be a great time. So you should definitely consider going and come find us and say hi to us. Indeed. Mm-hmm. All right. Until next time. Hashtag go Bulldogs. Thanks for listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.